Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions. And now it's time to go all NFL draft all the time. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the first person to drop a post-Super Bowl mock. And with me, as always, is AJ, Guy Fieri, one Andy Reid is ring, Marchese. Driving across these great states just makes me so happy. Are you in Kansas or Missouri? The president doesn't know. Neither do I. Today, we're going to do our live post-Super Bowl podcast mock draft. So let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes it's just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. We got paid with our Super Bowl bets. Yeah, I th- I think I went the first five and then I lost track. Which means you just went the first five. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's how I feel. Hey, uh, we both... No, I picked the Chiefs, so I was going to say we both did, so I hit their baby. Yeah, but I secretly hedged. Did, I just did didn't you? tell you. Yeah? Didn't tell you. How much and did you put down? With the with the Mahomes MVP. It's true. Although... I think that she, we'll 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 discuss this more in depth at a different time. I think picking Mahomes as MVP was probably the right move, but I don't think it was like clear whatsoever. I like there's a lot of Damian Williams people pounding the I table don't like right that. now. That, I'm that was why like I was happy Mahomes on it because I don't think Damian Williams should have. I agree, but like I 100 percent there was no clear MVP in that game. 
If 49ers won, I think it was Nick Bosa. I th- agree. Like or double- Debo Samuel. I think I would have given it to Nick, but double-digit pressures, man. Like that was, he was, he yeah. Was, he took he over was, that game. I, I am still startled uh, that they, they were able to come back with the way he was just abusing Eric mm-hmm. Fisher. See, that's why, like... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, that's even more kudos to Mahomes because he just kept rolling out and making plays there. You know what I mean? It was just... Yeah, even after two awful interceptions. Yeah, for real. The jitters were there. Anyways, let's talk draft. Let's talk about drafting the next Patrick Mahomes, maybe. Whoa. Yeah. Who threw for the most yards in the Big 12 this year? Draft that guy. Uh, who was it? Sam Ellinger, baby. <laughs> God. Anyway. Uh, okay, the, the NFL Combine's about a month away. We're really, really getting heated up in NFL draft season. So we're, of course, doing our mock draft uh, post-Super Bowl. So we have the official draft order. Um, we'll just rotate back and forth. We had our official coin toss, uh, coin tosser, which you guys all know if you're a longtime listener. Chris Matsukas flips every coin for our draft pick order. And uh, I won this time. Again. So, I feel like he's rigging this at this point, to be honest. It's because he knows I'm more likely to mess with friend of the show, Casey Fleming, and take Justin Herbert number one <laughs> than you are. <laughs> that was my first question, to be honest. How, how long do you think about Herbert on the clock here, Rob? Do, do, do I spoil our whole mock draft just to <laughs> tease our friend? I mean, look, they're mo- let's be real. Mock drafts don't matter. They're just fun. Go ahead and pick Herbert if you want, Rob. I thought about it, but I'm not going to because I know they don't matter, but you know me and you know spoiling a mock draft bothers me. <laughs> See, I have no issue with doing it because I just panic and it's going to happen anyway. So. Exactly. Um, okay, so without further ado, the Cincinnati Bengals aren't on the clock. Mike Brown, is he's heard of Joe Burrow. He's from the state. That's true. And uh, the Bengals will happily take Joe Burrow at the top of this mock. Get their franchise QB. Get Zach Taylor, a quarterback, to build his offense around. Obviously, we saw Burrow had arguably the greatest quarterback season in college football history. Heisman, mm-hmm. national championship. Put up insane video game numbers. Um, pinpoint accurate. Can make plays out of structure. His mobility is kind of one of his more underrated traits, I would say. Absolutely. Uh, and his ability to not get flustered under pressure and just extend plays. It felt like every time a play broke down uh, this year... He could escape the pocket and make a make a play on the move. Um, it's just with him, it never feels like the play's dead. Yeah. And I know there's questions about the arm. I don't think there's serious questions. Like he has an average arm, whatever. It's not that like it's not like he has an Aaron Murray arm. Shout out Tampa Bay Vipers. Uh, he he has an enough arm, and then when you match that with the, the consistent ball placement, the pinpoint accuracy, the mobility, the poise, the footwork, like he he navigates the pocket better than anyone in this draft. Yeah. Um, it's just this resets the Bengals, and they're ready to roll. For sure. I mean, like you said, that the arm is a little average, but every other thing he does amazing. So that just makes up for any concerns you have with that, right? So correct. The Washingtons are on the clock with the second overall pick. Yeah, top of the draft is pretty straightforward. I don't think anything's going to change. I think Joe Burrow's going to be the first overall pick. And Chase Young, his old wow. teammate, is going to be the second overall pick, Rob. Can Ohio State claim Joe Burrow? Because they never have, uh, like, obviously there's a history of Ohio State quarterbacks, Ohio State not producing quarterbacks. 
Can they claim Joe Burrow? Absolutely not. <laughs> Good luck with Justin Fields. Hey, Dwayne Haskins. Come on. Who? Chase Young's new teammate. Well, uh, yeah, I mean Chase Young's best player in the draft. Correct. There's no doubter here. He's a combination of the Bosa family violent hands and leverage monster with mm-hmm. more length, more explosiveness. Um and he's just a ball of potential. Yeah. Um, how close to replicating Nick Bosa's season is Chase Young's season going to be next year? I phrase that weird, but you know what I'm asking you. I don't know because they can't trust the Washingtons. Like when the 49ers took him, the 49ers are only picking that high because of injuries. Injuries. Yeah. Like you can trust trust that front office, Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala, the coaching mm-hmm. staff in general. And although Ron Rivera comes over, Dan Snyder's still the owner. So like, who knows? But I. I, I I feel pretty comfortable with Ron Rivera in charge that uh, the the structure will be built around this this football program once again. Yeah, uh, and the, he, he's a he is specifically a culture changer. Yeah, um, and it, it's gonna be interesting to see how they deploy it though, because obviously Ryan Kerrigan's arguably the best Washington. Well, I don't even know if it's arguably he's the best Washingtoner. Of the last decade or so, probably yep. And then Montez Sweat, they used a first round pick on last year. Last year, and it's not like Ryan Kerrigan's lost a step or anything. No. So it'll be interesting how they use the three of them. And then obviously they have John Allen, Jerome Payne. Like it's it, honestly, I'm not saying Washington because the play calling and the offense isn't the same, but the way that 49ers defensive line was built, it's starting mm-hmm. to like Washington's kind of following that same game plan where you get, uh, like. Deron Payne and uh, as like your one tech, John Allen is your three tech. Chase yep. Young and Ryan Kerrigan on the edge. You also have the rotation of Montez Sweat and, and Matt Ioannidis. Like that's an incredibly deep defensive line. Honestly, it's like like I know one like the the Niners took Bosa. Immediately, you're like, okay, this this defensive line could be special immediately. I don't know if you could say that about Washington, but it's it looks fucking good. It, I think the defensive line special immediately because John Allen. Ryan Kerrigan, Jerome Payne, you already know. Oh, and Matt Ioannidis. It's like, uh, Montez Sweat's the only guy there right now that you're not totally sure because his rookie year wasn't anything. Sorry, sorry. Let, let me let me, let me me say this. I, my concerns are, again, because it's Washington. They might fuck this whole thing up. On paper, it looks amazing. Yeah, like, it, it, if Washington follows this offseason game playing correctly, their defense can really take a massive turnaround, especially mm-hmm. with Ron Rivera in the building. And for Chase sure. Young's the catalyst for all of that because he is a monster. For sure. Okay. Okay, the Detroit Lions are on the clock, pick, uh, picking third. This is, in reality, pr- probably the prime trade back uh, or trade up trade up for a quarterback. This could be yeah. Miami. This could be the Chargers. Could be Carolina even. I don't think it will be. But anyone who's looking to trade up for a quarterback, this is the sweet spot if you're fighting for Tua. Um, it's where the draft begins in reality. And I think Detroit would happily trade back to five or six mm-hmm. because I think, at least for now, we uh, the vast majority of people think uh, Jeff Okuda's the guy. Yeah, and, I think, and you can still get him at five or six. Exactly, and he's a top five, top six prospect in this class, an immediate mm-hmm. starter at corner. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. Back-to-back yep. Ohio State defenders. Uh, he, he's, he feels like Marshawn Lattimore when Marshawn Lattimore was coming out. But even like, but more more of a contributor contributor against the run than Marshawn Lattimore was. Where it's just he's such a naturally gifted corner 
both in press, man, off zone. Like, he can play anything. And he's such a great athlete, but he's also a willing run defender. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, clearly the best corner in this class. Uh, I think he'll be a line either at three or a little bit later. Um, again, like, getting, uh, go ahead. Getting Matt. him to pair with Darius Slay, too, mm-hmm. gives them something to really build around there. Let me say this. They should have kept Diggs, by the way. Yeah, I just don't think they knew what to do with him, which I is stupid. So. It's stupid because Seattle was, does, and, and they knew what to do with him prior. So, <laughs> anyway. I know. It looks bad the, now. The Giants are on the clock uh, fourth of all. Uh, I think the only position to be looking at here, unless something crazy happens, which I don't think it's going to be, uh, is the offensive tackle position. So basically it's uh, whoever your top tackle is on the board. Dave and right Brown. now, I, <laughs> yeah, so who, who the fuck knows who it's going to be? <laughs> it's Gettleman. It might be crazy shit. But no, I am going to take Dredrick Wills from Alabama. Keep it simple. I think that's uh, they where need... Gettleman would lean as well. I think, I mean... It's hard to get into that crazy mind, but I, I, I think I, so. I think it. I think just yeah, getting into the Gettleman mind, it's Wills mm. or Werfs, and I think yeah. it's Wills. Yeah. Um. And again, I think they'd be kind of crazy not to just take their pick of the litter at tackle. Yeah, I totally agree. Jedrick Wills plug and play right away at right tackle, mm-hmm. an absolute mauler in the run game. Great anchor and pass protection. Needs to use his hands and length a little better, and I think there might be questions about his overall length we'll see at the combine um yeah but he is an extremely safe tackle him again it's a really good tackle class i feel comfortable him and Worfs. i think are they're my top two tackles i think they're two of the safer guys in this draft i think that's fair okay miami fifth overall i'm on the clock here i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be silly i'm gonna take Tua. uh this is I think a match made in heaven both for Tua and for the mm-hmm. Dolphins. They obviously, in theory, plan to tank this season. Uh, Brian Flores was too good of a coach. They won a couple games, and uh, they're picking fifth. But they can still get their guy, uh, and even with him rehabbing the hip, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's in the building, so you could you could yeah. give him the whole year off in theory because Fitz showed he can still start to some extent. And it's not like you're trying to compete right away. And Tua steps in year two, has a whole year under his belt, and that Patrick Mahomes style take the whole year off. Um, he gets healthy. He gives you your franchise quarterback. Plus, like the amount of draft picks the Miami Dolphins are going to have between one if they select Tua here, and if Tua go, starts, you know, year two, is amazing. That team is going to look so much better when he actually has to take the field. Mm. And speaking of that, if they have to trade up to three to get him, they have the, the, the yep. draft capital to do it and still have such a mess of picks to build around them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Chargers on the clock sixth. Uh, Phillip Rivers is out of town, literally, and probably double literally in a couple months. But um, uh, Justin Herbert's here. He looked damn good in Mobile. I think he's going to look damn good in Powder Blue. I'm not hesitating. I'm taking Justin Herbert for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I don't know. I saw on Instagram today that Tom Brady's considering the Chargers. Yeah, this Tom Brady stuff's going to be really annoying, isn't it? I mean, it's it gonna already suck. is. It's going to suck. It's going to suck so much when he, he just goes back one one for 30 or whatever. Yeah, that's like, exactly what's going to happen. And I don't want him to leave either, just because it would be annoying if he left. I double agree. I think, like, like, finish your career as a Patriot, Brady. It's one of the 
if not the greatest career of all time, stay in New England. But that's not the point of this pick. Uh, maybe Herbert will have that type of career in Los Angeles. Rob. Wow, that's a bold prediction, AJ. Uh, but yeah, I, lo- I love that fit too. They also just extended Anthony Lynn, giving him more, uh, obviously, uh, more faith in him. Um, yep. So go let him. Uh, Philip Rivers and that coaching staff seem to kind of like they're clashing at times. Yeah, for sure. So get, let them get their guy in Herbert. Also, people forget Anthony Lynn came over as one of the best run game coordinators in football, mm-hmm. and a lot of, a lot of, especially with Tyrod in Buffalo, yep. is taking advantage of the mobility. Yeah, and ob- obviously Justin Herbert isn't like a Josh Allen style runner. But he can run, and just being able to take advantage of that mobility versus Philip Rivers, who can't move. Um, and, and with Herbert, you you can boost the run game because now the the box has to defend him as well as a runner. Plus, he's got the best arm in the draft. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent agree. I I feel like people keep forgetting that Anthony Lynn is a uh, likes mobility out of his quarterbacks. I think he's gonna look make him make Herbert look like Rose Bowl Herbert consistently. Yeah, I, I personally, because you you and I, we've both uh, been on the Herbert train for a while. I know he's a bit polarizing. Yep. Um, I think this is combination of most fun and best spot for him to land. Agree. Like, the offensive line needs some work, but other than that, the, the, the team is pretty well built for him. Yes. Uh, okay, Carolina Panthers on the, uh, on the clock, seventh overall. Uh, Matt Rule's in charge. They bring in Joe Brady. They bring in Phil Snow as their coordinators. I think Matt Rule is just such a classic football guy. Mm-hmm. He just wants to go get a trench player, whether that be in the offense or defensive line, to kind of be the tone setter in partially rebuilding this team. Again, I think they're going to roll with Cam Newton, and I'm excited to see him and Joe Brady's offense. Uh, but, yeah, they need they need kind of a culture changer in the trenches. Um, so take the best trench player on the board, Derek Brown from Auburn. Uh, as they, in theory, switch to a 3-4, although that doesn't really mean much these days. Derek Brown can play anywhere on the defensive line, like on the interior defensive line. He can play 5-tech, he can play nose, he can play 1-tech, he can play 3-tech, yep. play 4-I. He's got this combination of length, power, and explosiveness that I don't think anybody... Uh, like, it, he reminds me a lot of Akeem Hicks, who's just this versatile monster for the Bears' defensive line, obviously. And uh, I think that's what Derek Brown brings to the table, and... His leadership in the locker room could be huge as they kind of reshape this defense with Luke Keekley gone. Absolutely. And funny enough, uh, Cam Newton, Derek Brown from Cam Newton's alma mater too, Rob. Whoa. Whoa. Double culture keeping and changing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, silence. Cardinals are on the clock at eight. Uh, <laughs> again, another team that I think cannot pass on uh, the best tackle remaining on the board, Rob. I think their question is offensive line versus receiver here. Yeah. Right? And I think you and I both lean, you go line here. Because I think their offensive yep. line's a, a larger problem than their receiving core. I also think you need to protect Kyler Murray. Um, so I, I totally agree with you if that's the direction you're going. Oh, it is. Um, <laughs> but again, also, I think I'll probably mention this a couple times. Uh, with the depth of the receiver class, uh, if a team's not like desperate, desperate, desperate for that position, can wait till day two and get a guy that's still damn good. So I'm taking a tackle from Iowa, Tristan Wirfs, and he is plugging and playing, and uh, they're protecting Kyler Murray, and that's what they have to do. I I think that's the money pick. I think it's a smart pick. You could play him 
at either tackle spot. He played mm-hmm. both at Iowa. Um, he just adds this combination. Of, like we we talked about before, we think he's going to test quite well. Yeah. And I know there's going to be questions about whether he's a guard. That's not like just because like, Daniel Jeremiah, for example, I think believes he's a guard. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he's a really good athlete who's just a people mover and a tone setter. Kind of, he's the offensive version of Derek Brown. Culture <laughs> and they went back to back. Culture changer slash tone setter and yeah, exactly what you need to protect the franchise. And like you said, they pick again early second round. Obviously, they can get a pass catcher there. Very much so. Okay, ninth overall, Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. Personally, this draft has played out exactly how I have it in the mock I wrote this week. And I think the the only question I have while doing that, which uh, comes up again here, is what the Jaguars do at 9. Um, mm-hmm. I think no matter what, they're going defense. It's just in terms of what, what are they looking for. Uh, the guys I kind of think about here are Isaiah Simmons and Javon Kinlaw. Um, I'm going to go Isaiah Simmons. That's what I did in my written mock as well. Spoiler. I just think his he's the kind of the perfect defensive player to defend the wide open spread um, yeah. zone read. Uh, he he he's just this chess piece. You saw him play safety, big nickel like overhang, uh, off ball will. He plugs in next to Miles Jack. Obviously, you don't really know what's going on with Telvin Smith, mm-hmm. uh, and his athleticism, length, and just aggression and versatility he's just the defensive chess piece they need to kind of reinvigorate this defense while you've got Clayus Campbell still there and obviously they draft Josh Allen they might franchise Ted Yannick and Gakwe this defense is with Doug Marone still there this defense needs to be top-notch for him to retain his job oh yeah for sure I mean I don't know if they're going to take Isaiah Simmons, but I think they absolutely should if he's there, obviously. And, and, and it's interesting. I really like that they hired Jay Gruden. I think that's going to be really fun to see how that works with Gardner Minshew on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And they've invested in that O-line to some extent. And they, they, I think they're – well, I mean, we're going to get to their other pick later. But um, I think just reloading that defense because we saw how it carried them to the AFC Championship before is kind of the, the mindset entering this draft. Yeah, uh, for sure. I 100% agree. All right, 10th overall, Cleveland Browns. You're on the clock, AJ. Whoa, I get to do it again, Rob. A team that, that can't pass on a tackle. Is this your favorite thing? <laughs> I mean, it made it really easy for me, so yeah, it's not bad. Uh, maybe a little more of a question between two guys now? Yeah. Between, uh, I'll, I'll spoil it, <laughs> between Becton from Louisville and Andrew Thomas from Georgia. I think it's almost like a pick-your-flavor thing because with Becton you're getting this guy yeah. who's known as this massive mauler and then with Andrew Thomas you're getting more I don't want to like say finesse is a bad thing but like more of that classic pass protecting left tackle I am more of a fan of Andrew Thomas but I think the Cleveland Browns would prefer uh, Mikai Becton do you care yeah. to expand on that uh, Stefanski coming over, I feel like he's going to want to get someone on that offensive line that sets the tone, as we've mentioned multiple times already. Like I, I think so, too. Yeah, just a big, like you said, big run mauler. Just a massive presence. Tone the, setter. The Yeah, and like you mentioned with Stefanski coming over with that Kubiak-Shanahan run game. Yeah. And the, the importance of getting a guy like Becton who's going to dominate. Throw, he just throws people at the club. Uh, I think, like you said, tone setter as well. I think it just makes... 
more sense schematically for them, I guess. Plus, I kind of want Andrew Thomas to the next team, so. Well, well, F you, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> God damn it. Why'd you ruin it for me? Uh, well, I wanted you to get to do one more. Well, they need to take an offensive tackle here, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do it for no. the Raiders. Don't worry. Uh, 11th overall, New York Jets. Uh, I think that with the Browns taking back then, they take Andrew Thomas. If it goes mm-hmm. the other way, they go the other way. Just because, again, especially Joe Douglas in charge, and he's kind of this guy who's known for wanting to set up the trench play. You get Andrew Thomas, yeah. you plug him in at left tackle. You get Sam Darnold some help. I mean, he still has Dowell Loggins and Adam Gase in charge, so that's tough. But Andrew Thomas is uh, kind of that... Again, I, I don't. Really, I'm not trying to use finesse as a bad word. I'm using it more of like stylistically. He is more of a classic pass protector with clean footwork. Uses his length well. Good, good moving athlete. Um, See, I like. Like I think Becton is what the Browns are going to want, and Thomas is what the Jets need. So. That's fair. Thank also, you. Also, can I get on my uh, pedestal for a second? Oh, or my soapbox. Sure. New York, it's not too late to fire Adam Gaze and hire Eric Bieniemy. The Super Bowl just ended yesterday or two days ago. Whatever, Who cares? Just fucking get rid of them. You're not. That, you have no that future. Would be, there. That'd be. I'd be so in on the Jets if they did that. Like why? Uh, I don't want to get into this too much. The, the gay, you know what happens when we start talking Gaze? But love talking Gaze. <sighs> He's so bad. How, like he should never have had a high coaching job. Okay, That's my take. Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock. That's right. Las Vegas, 12th overall, AJ. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. I forgot we're doing a mock draft. I just, I just saw fucking red there for a second. Speaking of seeing red, I'm going with a player that wore that color of jersey, a.k.a. Crimson, a.k.a. wide receiver, Jerry Judah from Alabama. Um, I think the, the hard thing about doing these mocks is, uh, for, for us specifically, mm-hmm. is like we're both quite high. I, I believe we're both. Uh, quite high on Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and Henry Ruggs, for that matter. But because we know how deep this receiver class is, and we like so many of the day two guys. They slip kinda, a bit. Yeah, and it's just like, do I take this awesome wide receiver in Jerry Judy, or do I take this offensive tackle where there's less of them? And we, in theory, it's more important now for the development of our offense. And that just causes them to slide. Like, for me, Jerry Judy and C.E. Lamb are top 10 players on my board. Mm-hmm. I have yet to really consistently mock either of them, not that that matters, in the top 10 because of the sheer needs at other spots when you can kind of wait on a receiver. I, I feel the exact same as you. But you know what? I, 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 I'm I going to say this, but I'm, I might be wrong. Maybe, but maybe it's because I believe I'm wrong. That made no sense. <laughs> you know, we'll get to the draft and we'll see like three wide receivers go in the top ten. Like we have. No, before. I think that too. I think that too. But I, I don't think they should. Like, I think they're good enough to go there, but I don't think they should because of positional need and the depth of the wide receiver class. I also really want to see Jerry Judy on the Raiders because one, he fits the bill of the Raiders. Just keep drafting guys like high recruits from big time schools yep. who produced. Yeah, Jerry Judy obviously fits that. He's also exactly what they need as that Z receiver who can play inside, play outside. Awesome route runner, awesome yak guy, and I just think John Gruden's going to absolutely love him. 100% agree. Let me say this. Uh, exact same type of player, Isaiah Simmons. If he was still on the board here, that yeah. would be a huge debate between Jerry Judy and Simmons. I would go with Simmons, though, I believe, for the Raiders. And I don't think he well, gets past 12. The other thing is, if the receivers do go run on in the first uh, in the top 10, yeah. Simmons could potentially follow them. And I think they'd just be licking their lips about that. Absolutely. I think 
as long as they get one of these top receivers, either Lamb or Judy, I, I think they cover Judy, I agree with you. Or Isaiah Simmons, they are just so, so, so happy. Yes. Um, the other thing is just the way this mock's played out so far, obviously not a lot of offensive guys have gone, or like offensive skill guys have gone. But yep. if Judy ends up on the Raiders, I think I would have to think he'd be pretty high up for rookie of the year uh, yeah. odds. Like yeah, for maybe sure. the favorite, just because even if you look at the history of Gruden with young receivers too, like he just loves feeding them. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, like if we see a running back go surprisingly high, you know the odds are going to favor that like that guy a bit too. But no, yeah. I, I I think like if this ends up happening, Judy would he might be my pick right off the bat. Yeah, come okay, in first. Thir- yeah, thirteenth. The Colts are on the clock. Uh, me and Frank Rick are taking Jordan Love, the Utah State quarterback. Jacoby Brissett's a fine stopgap guy, but we saw, especially down the stretch, he's not the franchise QB. Yeah. Um, Jordan Love's also not ready to play, so he can sit behind Brissett for the season. He's got awesome arm talent, uh, a great ability to make plays off-platform and out of structure. Um, I think giving him a year to learn under Frank Rake, now I'm not trying to compare him to Patrick Mahomes by any means. Obviously, he love had a down year as a junior after a great sophomore season. Um, but like Reich's in the same way as Andy Reid is that perfect tutor for a mm-hmm. young quarterback with all the tools who needs to develop. Give him that full year to do so, and uh, this Colts offense gets a lot more exciting. Yeah, and and they need a couple more tools around Jordan Love there too so uh, going back to Tua it just gives him another year to add guys around T.Y. Hilton really yes okay 14th overall Bucks are on the clock go ahead AJ I think the Bucks are kind of interesting um I'm not sure exactly where they go so I I, I think I'm going to keep it kind of simple um and go with the best lineman on either side of the ball still on the board and uh, take Javon Kinlaw and plug him I, beside Vita Vea. I think that's the correct pick. I think that though, like the duo of those two guys would be pretty damn nasty on that defensive line. Uh, they just need to get after the quarterback. I think Kinlaw's another tone setter. He could play like almost like Brown. I think he could play multiple positions over, on the front. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think I think he's obviously more twitchy, and he's he's a guy who's gonna win the the combine wins yeah. like he did at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Um, He's also long, explosive, yeah. um, and I, I, I feel like he has more, almost more upside than Derek Brown. Like Derek Brown's almost like like Derek Brown has a higher floor, but Javon Kinlaw has a higher ceiling. I I think they both have really high ceilings, but like I I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I'm I'm not trying to say I know Derek Brown doesn't have. I just think, uh, yeah, and like like you said, putting Kinlaw next to Vita Vea, and obviously they use that high pick on Devin White. Their their defense is really starting to come together. We saw some of the young corners yeah. flash plays last year. Yeah. Um, I also don't think there's a quarterback worth this pick, so Bruce Arians can't talk. Like, I don't think Bruce Arians should talk himself into Jacob Eason here. Um, I saw a report that said Jacob Eason sneaking the first round. I think yeah. that's kind of crazy. I think best case scenario, Bucks get nab him at the top of the second. I hope so. That'd be a best case scenario for them and him, maybe. Yeah, I um, agree. I, I I hope he kind of sits till the second round. I I don't think he should be a first round pick, and it's kind of unfair for him and whatever team drafts him if if he ends up being one. So really, I think the ideal thing is just him falling to the Bucks. Well, not even falling, but landing with the Bucks in the second round. 
Yes. Okay, Broncos on the clock at 15. They're happy. They're looking for a playmaker for their young quarterback in Drew Locke. Obviously, Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant are dudes for them. Um, They they could, like, with the offensive tackles gone, that also pushes them towards receiver, I think. Um, And and they're they're debating CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs. Do they want the burner in Ruggs? uh, Or do they want the, I don't even know how to describe CeeDee Lamb, the touchdown machine. (laughs) <laughs> I, per- I I personally prefer CD Lamb to Henry Ruggs. Uh, like I said, CD Lamb's a top ten player on my board. Henry Ruggs is a top twenty player on my board, but um, I should say top fifteen player on my board. But uh, I'm I'm gonna go CD Lamb for them. I think his ability to win with route running, combined with his ability to win fifty fifty balls and with his elite um, body control and just his yak ability overall. I'm not. Like, he's not... They're both so good, so I don't think they can go wrong. I just think CeeDee Lamb, uh, his... I don't even know. He's he's so well-rounded, right? Yes, I think that's what it is. Obviously, Rugg's the better athlete, um, Mm -hmm. but Lamb just can do a lot of things really, really well. Uh, The the combo of CeeDee Lamb and uh, Cortland Sutton would be pretty fucking nasty. Yes, I agree. And no offense. And Noah fan, yeah. And, and, and Deshaun, Deshaun Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> He's coming back next year, right? Big bounce back. Yeah, that's my prediction. Uh, okay, AJ, you're on the clock at 16 with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons announced today that they are not re-signing Vic Beasley. So sad. <laughs> yeah, poor Vic. Uh, but I think that just, like, the, the edge was already their pick, no matter what happened with Vic Beasley. Uh, I mean, there are two edges they could be looking at. The LSU player, Caleb Von Chason, and the Iowa Mauler, A.J. Epeniza. I think they should go with A.J. Epeniza because I th- think he's a better player, but also because yes. he's he's the safer pick. Yes. And I think when they keep swinging for the fences with these Vic Beasley's, Tack McKinney's, and missing, uh, and, you know, Dimitrov and uh, Dan Quinn's job is kind of on the line, go get Epeniza. You know he's plug and play. You know he's going to be dynamic from the get-go. Keep it simple. Yeah, awesome with his hands. Awesome yep. winning with leverage. Uh, might not test the best, but and and like I'm sure he, I'm sure some people will be like, nah, he's a later, uh, late first round guy. I think we're both in the same boat where we think top fifteen player. Yeah, um, I, like I wouldn't be surprised if Shaysan goes ahead of him. No, because Shaysan's gonna blow up the combine. Exactly. Shay, Shay, I think, the, and it's weird because I think. The best case scenario for both of them is they go to a team that u- like uses their versatility with Chase on. It's playing him off ball, mm-hmm. playing him as a, a, a edge rusher on passing downs, and with Epeniza, it's using him inside. It's like they play the same position, but they don't at all. It's strange to say, yeah. but it's so true. And yeah. like you said, Epeniza is kind of the opposite of what they've been doing with the Falcons, and they need yeah. to go get that safe guy who's just going to come in, dominate his run. I also think Dan Quinn's going to love him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, like. I think Dan Quinn's kind of one of these project guys, but seeing how well Epeniza uses Zans and that the, the type of hand fighter he is, yeah. I think Quinn's going to love that. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock, 17th overall. Um, I think they would be looking at uh, safety, wide receiver, and interior defensive line. Henry Ruggs is certainly an option, depending mm. on what happens with Amari Cooper. Yeah. I think, especially if they're going to franchise Dak and 
people seriously believe Amari Amar Cooper might be gone. Like, not because they want him gone, but because he wants to be gone. Yeah. So I think that's something to track. But for now, I'm just going to assume he's back, uh, which allows them to kind of wait on drafting uh, another receiver potentially. Um, I think safety's a big need. Yep. Uh, and I think there's obviously two guys you debate here. It's Grant Delpit from LSU and Xavier McKinney from Alabama. And I I think with M- McKinney is the higher IQ guy who can play more in the box, make more plays downhill um, as like a strong safety type. Delpit's more of the, you can play him as a big nickel. You can play him deep. You, you get more coverage upside with him in McKinney's, not, not to say McKinney's bad in coverage, but McKinney's more of the, not even a box safety. He's just more of a... Like, a, like, a, like, it, like can you call a guy like a shallow zone safety? Like yeah, he's thing more like a Malcolm Jenkins where Grant Delpit's more of this versatile coverage guy. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to take Grant Delpit because I think that's what they need. Also, I think it's going to be flashier for them to pick Delpit, and I think Jerry would like that. That is a good point. <laughs> okay, AJ, you're on the clock. Uh, Miami Dolphins pick that they got from the Steelers for Minka. What say you? I think the uh, they're going to trade an Alabama player for an LSU player, Rob. I think they're going to take uh, Caleb Von Chason, the aforementioned edge from uh, LSU. I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah, we kind of hinted at this earlier. Epinesa is a great – like, again, going opposite of what they've done, get Epinesa for the Falcons. And you kind of mentioned Chason in that uh, – Using him all over the off-ball, the uh, the true hand-in-the-dirt guy, like we see Brian Flores and the Patriots have done, using those weird edge players like creative, creatively. And uh, I think Chason, the athleticism just fits perfectly for that. Yeah, he's almost like a Jamie Collins-esque style player with way more upside. Yeah. Uh, and um, maybe less of a headache. Uh, Hopefully. I-, I would love to see what Brian Flores does with him, giving him that that versatile chess piece who can Agree. kind of stick his hand in the dirt on pass downs, play off ball. And Chason is especially nice because Chason said he, he sees himself more of as like less as a, just a true pass rusher, more of a defensive weapon that plays everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, he's bought into that idea. So yeah. Okay. It gets kind of interesting here at 19 for the Las Vegas Raiders. Got the pick uh, in the Khalil Mack trade from the bears. Um, Obviously, they took receiver at 12. They've had a massive need at linebacker for years. Yep. And if, if they can't get Isaiah Simmons 12, I, th- I think almost their best case scenario is Jerry Judy and the guy I'm about to pick, or if Isaiah Simmons and Henry Ruggs. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think they got to be, like, fucking ecstatic either way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the, the guy I'm taking is Kenneth Murray. Uh, the Oklahoma linebacker again, big school was in the cultural playoff. Yeah. High pedigree guy um, was took massive leap this year uh, in terms of his overall. I think his instincts was the biggest thing. Last year he was like kind of running around with his head on fire and like he'd make mm-hmm. these splash plays, but it wasn't consistent. This year he was way more consistent. Big time athlete, well built, can uh, can blitz. Like I, he reminds me a lot of Darius Leonard, uh, to be totally honest. And um, I think that's exactly what they need at middle linebacker. How much did you think about Patrick Queen? Honestly, I, I, for me at least, I know um, that's a debate that's being had. Yeah. For me, it's like clearly Kenneth Murray. Like, How I, high I, are you on Queen? I, I like Queen. Like I, I think I like like just um, having spoke about this with a couple of uh, the draft Twitter friends. Uh, I think I'm higher on Queen than they are. 
um, Laurent Queen than like the Daniel Jeremiah's of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I think he's an early second round guy. I think in my mock, my mock I did was a three round mock, and I think I had him go thirty third to the Bengals. Oh, okay, it's first pick. Yeah, so like I could see him sneaking into the first round, but I just think given the option, I think it's clearly Kenneth Murray. I'm also uh, more of a fan of Kenneth Murray, but I, you know, remember I, I've been a Kenneth Murray fan for like a long time. Ever. And yes. You mentioned it, the the jump from uh, what was a sophomore to his junior year, and uh, I totally agree. And I liked his sophomore tape. So, yeah, and I feel like Queen's a great athlete for sure. I just think yeah. Queen, like Queen, almost has some of the Kenneth Murray of sophomore year, where he's kind of just running around. And he makes these splashy plays, but you need more consistency, especially in cover. Like he doesn't see the ball or the field nearly as well as. Kenneth Murray. That's kind of what separates them. Let me say though, both of them fit the mold of the uh, the high pedigree. Yes. Oh, for sure. For, for sure. I could see yeah. them go either one. Just for me, yeah. I think it's clearly Kenneth. Murray. No, no, I, I agree with you. I think okay. either way. Yeah. Jaguars on the clock. Twentieth overall pick uh, in the Jalen Ramsey trade from the Rams. AJ, what say you? So the guy is A. Simmons. Uh, I think they are pumped about that. I think this this pick is a lot more interesting. I think they can go in many different ways. Um, I, I, I don't know, Rob. I'm, I'm this. Maybe this is a pan, not a panic pick, but a debate pick. See, like, uh, I think corner. I think that's their biggest need. I agree, but I, I, I don't love the corners right here, to be honest. Well, I also think they'd be an interesting trade back slot, mm. especially if, if, um, like the corners that I think you'd be debating here. Are all pretty close. C.J. Henderson, Christian Fulton, Trevon Diggs, Diggs. Uh, Jeff Jeff Gladney, yeah. like th- those guys. I don't know if I, I don't think I'm missing nope. any of them. No, no, those are the guys. Um, uh, I guess you could debate Jalen Johnson and like some people are really high on AJ Terrell. I I'm not as high on those two though. I don't at twenty. I don't. Uh, yeah. I uh, well, I'm saying in a trade back scenario. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nope. So I, I just with the kind of the depth of the corner group, I could see them potentially trading back um mm-hmm. especially if someone's trying to hop philly for henry rugs for rugs yeah that's a good point so i think that they could be like a sneaky trade back spot uh in the back end of the first round i like that um, idea yeah, i mean we, we can't we can't do that now no <laughs> Let's... Imagine, the, imagine the saints hopped for rugs ah fuck that would actually be awesome um they've been really bold too uh, yeah that's what I, that's why they came to mind and something they could use yeah Okay, let's let's say they don't trade back, but let's say they cover that corner anyways. I uh, I think C.J. Henderson might be the the object of their desire. I, I've stated I'm not the highest on C.J. Henderson. Well, the the lack of willingness as a tackler is scary for sure. Absolutely, but the uh, the ball skills, the upside, all of that. I think the the Jags are gonna. I mean, I think a team will probably fall in love with all those qualities and overlook the the, the lack of physicality, right? Yeah, I, I kind of think the debate you're having with the corner group is, I think Christian Fulton's the safer guy, but C.J. Henderson's upside is so much more, and uh, it, just because of his his length and his overall athleticism, you mentioned, um, like he mm-hmm. just looks so smooth. He can play man, he can play zone. Uh, I, I think. With digs, it's really scheme specific. Especially, we have questions about how he'll test. Like, yeah. Um, and, and then Jeff Gladney. Jeff Gladney is kind of the guy who's gonna, I think, sneak up the board as we get closer. But yeah, I think the NFL is gonna covet what CJ Henderson could be versus what those guys are. No, I, I agree. 
Okay, Eagles are on the clock. Twenty-one. They're Jeffrey Lurie is uh, is is so happy. Uh, Andy Reid won his Super Bowl, <laughs> and now he wants his own Tyree Kill. So he he calls down. He says, "Get me my Tyree Kill," and they they get him Henry Ruggs, who I think the the the, the bigger Tyree Kill uh, comp is justified. And uh, he's just got that easy speed that you're always talking about, AJ. And he's a really great route runner. And it's not in the way that, like, John Ross was this Deshaun Jackson-esque deep threat. Like, Henry Ruggs is a more complete receiver, I think, coming out than those guys were. Yeah. And his, his ability to separate and make big plays uh, and play kind of all the receiver spots is exactly what Philly needs. Get Carson Wentz a true number one playmaker because I think Alshon Jeffrey is like that number two power forward type. Yeah. JJ Arcega Whiteside, we didn't see much from him and I mean Rugs Rugs would open so much for Goddard Nerds too. Look at look at what Carson Wentz did with the, like with an with an old Deshaun Jackson the first couple weeks of the season. Just having someone that could take the top off the of defense is huge. Yes. Absolutely yeah. I mean easy to say. Like it's I, I think Ruggs if he falls that's uh that's a running to the podium pick for the Eagles. Yes. Uh, okay. 22nd, Buffalo Bills are on the clock, AJ. I I don't know how the Buffalo Bills should attack this. If, if Ruggs was still there, I would have taken him, even though I don't love the need. Like, I, they need a wide receiver, but I don't know if I love the, the, the fit 100%, but he's the best receiver, so they would have taken him. But I think uh, their first two picks got to be edge and wide receiver. Now, the order that they do that in is going to be kind of interesting because with most i mean the top 3 receivers off the board and the top couple edges off the board they're they're a little bit in no man's land like come to say like that the edges are all kind of tight from here out and the receivers mm-hmm. there's just so many of them you know what i mean yeah i think it's going to be very um differing boards on how you view it with those positions after like the way it's played out yeah i i kind of want them to just go and get the receiver I think there, there's enough edges that uh, Sean McDermott could kind of find his guy later. Also, um, also, offense is obviously the bigger need than defense because we've yeah. seen what Sean McDermott exactly. and uh, Leslie Frazier have done with that defense. Exactly. Um, we saw in the playoffs when Josh Allen's overthrowing guys or you know putting balls at guys' feet. They uh, they need someone that can go and make those plays. Uh, so you get to receiver. Uh, people like to like see they're even pretty bunched up now. I uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk through this too much. I think I'm gonna take Lavisca Chanel from Colorado because he's he's kind of the guy that can open up that offense, be a gadgety guy, because um, like they, they don't you know be the most explosive guy, almost be what Sammy Watkins was supposed to be originally in mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian Dable can get creative with him, get get the ball in his hands. They just don't have a guy like that, right? Yeah, like I don't think either of us. Th- like Lavisca Schultz, um, in my uh, in my top thirty, but like I don't have a first round grade on him, but mm-hmm. I also do think he is a really clean fit with the Bills. Yeah, like I, I I agree with you. I don't love Chanel, but he's exciting, and that type it, of player is a nice with, fit for them. Yeah, with Dable's creativity, letting yeah. him do some wildcat stuff, yeah. getting the ball in his hands as a rusher, uh, like with the gadget plays and all the stuff he did at Colorado. Uh, as a sophomore where he was had that early Heisman hype even. Um, I, I would love to see that there. And he's used to catching a ball from an inc- uh, inaccurate quarterback, so it's perfect. Come on. 
Come on. I'm, it's funny because I'm working on uh, a QB Fitz article and I put Steve Montez with the Bills for that. <laughs> okay, the Patriots on the clock at 23. Nick Saban's calling. Bill, you got to take my guy. Xavier McKinney's exactly what your defense needs. Pat Chunk getting up there in age. Devin McCourty is uh, a free agent. Although I think they retain McCourty because uh, he's the perfect deep safety for them. But McKinney is like kind of what Pat Chung does, but way, way better. Yeah. In that he's he's playing kind of like this strong safety, nickel, overhang, do all these things to box. We talked about like the Malcolm Jenkins role. And uh, I think Belichick's going to love his IQ. He's going to love the pedigree of playing for Saban, um, his toughness. Like he's not Minka Fitzpatrick, but he, I don't want to call him a poor man's Minka Fitzpatrick. He's in the mold. Is that fair? And, like I think he can't do the same things in deep coverage that Minka Fitzpatrick can do. But he's yeah. similar in terms of his IQ, toughness, willingness as a tackler, and what he can do inside the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just think he's like exactly plays that Pat Chung strong safety role to perfection for this Patriots defense. No, I think it makes sense. Okay, you're on the clock uh, with the Saints at 24. Pretty interesting pick, I think. You I the trade up even. Yeah, like, I mean, I would have loved if they could have been able to get rugs. That would have been amazing for them. I, I kind of want to talk through this one. Can I phone a friend here, Rob? Yeah, who are you phoning? You. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> they miss out on rugs, the trade up. Uh, do, do you like them going and getting their uh, Henry Ruggs light, Rob? See, I think it depends how you feel about the receiver class. If you mm-hmm. think a guy is worth it here, I'm pretty high on a guy that is a little bit polarizing, I would say. Um, and, and, and there's also the debate, do they go DB uh, with the corner spot opposite Marshawn Lattimore kind of up in the air? I think those um, are the, the, the two debates here for me. Yeah, because like, if Jordan Love fell, I think the debate changes, but he doesn't yeah. fall... Yeah. I think if Xavier McKinney's on the board, they consider that too with Von Bell hitting free agency. Yeah. Um, but but the way it's fallen, I think you're debating: do you go get that that deep threat at receiver, or do you go get that number two corner type? Let me pitch this thought process to you. Maybe you get the corner here because uh, they've they've slipped a bit. There's been no reaches here, and because you don't have a second uh, a second round pick, and because of the depth of the receiver class that we mentioned multiple times. You can still get an impact guy in in, uh, in the third round. I just that? don't think that there's no for me the receiver I would be taking. I have him higher than all the corners on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the receiver I would be taking has rare speed that there's nobody you're getting in the third round with that. Like in the th- third round, like you're you're looking at more of the guys who maybe fall because they don't test nearly as well. And you're yeah. looking at the, the route runner types, maybe a Devin Duvernay. Well, Devin Duvernay is not even a route runner, more of a yak guy. But uh, like the Van Jeffersons, maybe um, I think KJ Hill's going to test well and go earlier than the third round, so you're not going to get him. Uh, you can, Honestly, you're kind of looking at a receiver falling because they don't run that well. Maybe a Tyler Johnson uh, or like a Devin Duvernay. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who do you think you're getting in the third round if you take the corner here? I I mean it's not like I'm I'm sure but there's just so many guys that you think you're gonna get one of them like but like in in the mold of what they're looking for I mean I don't I don't necessarily it doesn't in my opinion it doesn't need to be a speed guy I think it does because they that's what their offense lacks 
So I guess that's where we differ. Is I I think they need that deep threat, that Brandon Cooks esque style player, uh, because obviously Michael Thomas, the big like, power forward, and no, yeah, Trake wants miscut. Like you're getting the Ted Ginn replacement that's way better than Ted Ginn that opens up the offense. I think I don't disagree, but uh, yeah, and the uncertainty at quarterbacks also kind of huge for this too. Yeah, uh, okay. not just for picking quarterback, but even for what type of receiver. I, I think like. Like not to Drew Brees is an instant Hall of Famer, but like he he struggled on the deep balls this year, right? We talk about this pick a lot. Who's your receiver, Rager? Right? Yeah. Do you want me just to take him for you? No, no, no. Do what you would do. I think I. I'm not sure which corner I'd take, uh, Fulton or Diggs, or Gladney. Well, between the three, who would you who do you think's the best fit for the Saints? Fulton. Yeah, I think like I don't think you're considering Diggs here for the Saints. You're considering the other two. Okay, I'll, I'll take Christian Fulton. Keep him in the. That, I think you're looking at like with those two, you're looking for that uh, athletic uh, man cover guy, but mm-hmm. and Diggs is more of that cover two press guy, mm-hmm. like that Xavier Rhodes esque. Okay, I'll take I'll keep him in the Bayou and take Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton. That'd be sick to play at LSU and then go to the Saints. It would be really cool. That's my take. That pick is really interesting to me, though. That's why I kind of like, like, even though it's not something I had previously necessarily thought about when we were just talking about jumping the Eagles for rugs if it falls mm-hmm. that way. Like, I think they would be such a... And you mentioned they've been so aggressive as, yeah. as of late. Uh, I don't know I don't know what it would take to get there, but, like, rugs I, is in that offense... I mean, if you're willing to jump from what was it, twenty eight to twelve for Marcus Davenport, yes, you can jump. Fuck. You can jump six spots for uh, Henry. Ruggs. Not even five spots for uh, for Ruggs. So I have Ruggs higher than I ever had Davenport. <laughs> I know. Hey, uh, Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. Yeah, I would keep it simple. I tricked you into not. No, I didn't actually trick you. Into, I, I I don't I, I don't know that I like. I don't love Trevon Diggs. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Trevon Diggs. I'm not going to have a first round grade. Like, Trevon Diggs is top 40 player for me. Mm-hmm. I think, ideally, the Vikings would trade back and take him. Yeah, but um, they, they love overdrafting. They lo- exactly. There's a couple things at play here. They love drafting corners. Yep. Trevon Diggs' brother is Stefan Diggs. Yep. And Trevon Diggs kind of fits exactly. This is... If, if you're to find the perfect corner scheme match for Diggs it's or mm-hmm. for each other it's this because mm-hmm. he's this perfect like cover two press guy who can play the Xavier Rhodes role where he's just this massive corner who to he lacks some technique and there might be athleticism questions but because it's this cover two system that Zimmer runs and he's so good at pressing like it just it's gonna work out and Xavier Rhodes sucks now so <laughs> I mean, he made the Pro Bowl, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it was so funny when I, I I didn't know he was an alternate, and then I'm watching it, and he was in it, and I could not believe it was that. It's pretty stupid. Is the safest bet in the draft that uh, the Vikings are going to take a corner with their first pick? What what other direction would, would you go if you're done? I don't even know. Um, like, the, the, it's not like one of the off, the great offensive linemen's following to you. No. No. I don't know. Like, really. They could take... Josh Jones, maybe? Like, I don't really know. Even them, like, I, they they seem so comfortable with uh, Riley Reef at left tackle anyway for so long. That's like, <laughs> sure. maybe they don't know. 
It's true. I, I, no, I, 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 I think you're right. Like, corner just, it's just, I can't imagine them going anything else. And, and there should be someone there to take, so. Exactly, yeah. Uh, okay, you're on the clock. The Dolphins, 26 overall from the Texans. Uh, what, what are we looking at? I am taking the last uh, off tackle that's going to go in the first round. And uh, Houston tackle, senior role stud Josh Jones for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, this is going to be a popular, I think. Combo. Combo, yeah. I But Jones could could sneak up and maybe he's the 18 pick. Yeah, especially if Chase Song goes earlier too after a big combine. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, they they I think best case scenario with their three first round picks, they come away with Tua, uh, an offensive tackle, a receiver, or an edge. And like th- those two of those three things. Agreed, yeah, for sure. And uh, that's what you get here. Big athletic upside um can can bring him along a little bit slowly uh because obviously in theory you're not competing this year you're sitting with two a bit uh i like this fit me too i think he's a good football player fuck me now i have to make the seahawks pick at 27 i don't want to especially you watching trade back um who's a zach moss (laughs) fuck off (laughs) i think okay i didn't i didn't this isn't something I'd previously considered going into this, but I'm going to do it. I think Neville Gallimore would be a really great fit. No, I'm pumped. I like that. Okay. Um, do it. I'm going to take that Neville Gallimore. He's, uh, I think he goes earlier than this, but obviously the board fell mm-hmm. this way. And John Reed's a free agent. He was suspended this year. Wasn't that, like, wasn't what he was the year before once he came back. And they're going to have uh, to pay him too, so. Yeah. And, and Gallimore is just a load of upside with that athleticism. He needs to get better with using his hands as a pass rusher, but I think you instantly get a playmaker on the interior. Um, in theory, like, do you see them paying John Reed and J.D. Clowney? Both of them? Uh, I don't think so. Exactly, and I think you're better off paying Clowney and, and drafting Neville Gallimore, and he's Canadian, I- so it, that's another reason to draft him for AJ. Well, not just me. The Seahawks kind of love Canadians, too. Yeah, Luke Wilson can bring him along slowly. John Ryan will, will, will be the special teams coach in two years. That's so um, sick. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I I also think the Seahawks would just love Gallimore. Sorry to uh, get yeah. one last word in there. Um, yeah, if he's there, I think that's uh, kind of a home run pick for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, 28th overall, Ravens on the clock. Ravens are kind of weird. <laughs> Don't see that. Good intro. You, you love just saying stuff's weird. Stuff is weird though, right? Like what? What's what's a draft? What's going on? What's the deal with drafts? Um, <laughs> Have you ever tried to explain a draft to someone who's like has no idea what sports are? It is so difficult. No. Hey, okay. actually, you know what? I remember, remember we had the. This is a weird time to mention this. I do know someone that's never seen the Super Bowl. By the way. Oh, who? My friend. Not not anymore. She not. I don't think she watched yesterday either. So that's weird. I can't even imagine that. So I mean, maybe I'll try explaining what a draft is to her. It'd be kind of fun. Anyways, uh, I just try to distract myself because I don't know what to do here. I think the Ravens are looking edge, but I don't know who Rob. I think that's the the number one thing. I think that that edge outweighs their needed off ball linebacker. Yeah, I, like I think like. I think Patrick Queen is in play, but like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna love him. You know, same. And I feel like 
if like they would be comfortable taking a guy at that back end of the second or back end of the third that yeah. maybe isn't the same athlete, but just like one of the like the Marcus Bailey or the Malik Harry, like one of the just kind of plug and play. He's not yeah. a wow you linebacker, but let me say if Galmore slipped past the Seahawks, I would have thought about it for Baltimore. No, it's not like the I, huge. I, I would too. No, I would too. Because um, I got what's his name. Wow. Silence. Anyway, uh, in, in, in well, you think I'll say this? In it's Michael my, Pierce. Uh, he's he's a he's a yes, agent. Yes. Yeah. And because of that, I had them in my three round mock take uh, Matabuke, uh in the second round because I, I had him fall a little bit. So I just yeah. Yeah, I just brought this up so you can plug your mock again. Yeah. Uh, no, and they're only off ball. Uh, sorry, they're only edge uh, players under contract for next year, like Tyus Bowser and uh, Jalen Ferguson, the second year player. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they have to pay um, Judon. So yeah, exactly. And yeah, they're so classic. Just let those guys walk. So yeah, just look at how that worked with Zedarius. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to edge. I don't think they like Gross Matos if he's your top edge here. I don't like him either. Well, like, I don't just, like, I have him, like, 50. I just, I think there's more interesting edge rushers that are either, one, safer, or yeah. two, have more upside. Yeah, he's, his, his comment's going to be huge for him. Yeah. Like, maybe more than so. any other edge, to be honest. I could see him, I could see him testing really well in terms of, like, um... Like straight line stuff, and then just not well at all in terms of uh, like the three count and yeah. agility stuff, which would be really bad for him. I, I'm okay just to uh, get this process over. I want to take Terrell Lewis from Alabama because I think he kind of screams uh, Baltimore Raven. Uh, yeah, see, the, when I was saying you've got the option of the higher upside guy, in my opinion, it's Terrell Lewis, mm-hmm. or the safer guy, it's like a Jonathan Grenard. Mm-hmm. I, I think both are pretty Ravensy, and I think Lewis. Is more Just worthy more of the upside. pick here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, Titans. This is where the draft really starts. Some people have said <laughs> at twenty nine. It's an interesting uh, pick. It is, uh, and you know, when they don't pay Derrick Henry, hopefully they don't think they should spend it on a first round pick or on a running back. Um, so, I think they could consider going uh, tackle if one falls because Jack Conklin's a free agent. Mm-hmm. I also don't know what is like. I think someone's going to overpay Jack Conklin, so they'll lose him. Th- but at the same time, yeah, like he shouldn't like he. If they could get him back on like a, a deal that makes sense, I think that's money for them. Mm-hmm. But I just think someone's going to throw stupid money at him. Yeah. Um. So that's something to consider. But again, I don't think there's anybody worth that. So if you're looking at taking one of the tackles that's left, maybe trade back. Uh, you you could go corner. Um. Malcolm Butler's play's been a little bit up and down. I don't think the defense like Jeff Gladney, I think, is an option here. Yeah. Um the uh the front seven it's only like I think getting that rusher opposite Harold Landry really would set that front seven on fire. Uh and and that's kind of personally the way I've leaned. I'd like to hear what you think though. I sorry, I was just pulling off the roster so I can look at it. I, I think I agree with you going going for the edge because I mean, they had Cam Wake in there, but he's what almost forty. I think I agree with you. I think uh, attacking the edge, but I I don't know which edge they would like. That's yeah, that, that's another that's the question. Yeah. They'd have to be sold on one of the edge rushers. 
So I think if, if they are, that's the direction they go. And I, as uh, I'm about to announce the world, I'm really sold on one of the guys on the board. I know who it is, and I think that's who would, who they would like, though. It just kind of seems Vrabely, a.k.a. Patriot-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, maybe... Go, yeah, go. What? Maybe I don't know who you're going to say. Okay, go for it. Well, uh, Jonathan Grenard, who do you think uh, I'm going to say? Oh, no, no. Okay, that's who I was going to think you are going to say. <laughs> you threw me off for a second. Yeah, no, I think that pick makes a lot of sense. I, I, I agree. He... I think there's going to be some questions about his overall explosiveness, but he is such... I'm super, super high on him. Zadarius Smith, for example, is one of my favorite players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Grenard reminds me so much of Zadarius Smith, just in terms of he wins with this absolute aggressive uh, handwork and uh, power at the point of attack. And he's just got all of these pass rush moves. He's got uh, a bag of counters. Like He just knows how to win despite maybe lacking some bend. In uh, some overall lesson, I think that's such a perfect guy to play opposite Harold Landry, exactly. who is also one of my favorite guys I've evaluated over the last couple of years. I think I had him ninth overall on my board. Uh, and I just, I mean, that's football porn for me. If you could stick Harold Landry and Jonathan Grenard on the edges, when you got Jarrell Casey and jo- Jeffrey Simmons inside, and Rashawn Evans at linebacker, like, you're just drafting guys I love. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and like, they got a bunch of DB. Dane Crookshank, Amani Hooker, sick. Uh, but no, I 100% agree with you. Like, like if it's going to be a team that uh, takes a guy like Grenard this early, it's it's going to be the like a team like the Titans that have the perfect complement to him on the other side in Harold Landry, right? Yes. Good pick, Rob. Thank you. Uh, 30th, Packers are on the clock. Um, okay. I think it's wide receiver or linebacker. I think uh, if it's... Pick of the litter at wide receiver is interesting because we haven't had one going in, what, uh, eight picks? Uh, I don't know. I can't do math like that that quick. Yeah, it was 22 to the Bills. Anyways, uh, <laughs> seven picks? I don't know. I can't do math either. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Rager and get an over-the-top threat for the, for the Green Bay Packers. I think that's money if he's there. Yeah. Because my, my issue, I'm not as high on Brendan Ayuk as some people. Mm-hmm. So like that's how I mocked it in my draft because I rate and I think receivers just such the such the need for them. I, I think Ayuk yeah. will be a nice fit though too. I do too, and that's why how I kind of talked myself into it. Mm-hmm. But like like I said, I'm very high on Rager, so I think if he's there, that's the play. Uh yeah, I agree, and I like they do like if you watch that team, they're kind of desperate for someone that's not Devonte Adams. Yeah, and like Devonte Adams, such a great route runner. So go get go get that deep threat who. Um, Again, I, I, I might be higher on Rager than some people, like top 30 player for me, but I just love, like, I think if you can't get Henry Ruggs, this is, like, the next guy. Like, I don't think he's to the, he's not nearly as complete as Ruggs, but I think he's just an instant uh, athletic explosion. I think, like, I think he slept on a bit because of the poor quarterback play at TCU, and when he compared him to someone like Ruggs who play with Tua and at, uh, like, the most... Or the second most yeah. talented school, like it's. I think a lot, a lot of people again, yeah. You, you, the the poor quarterback play and a couple fumbles and muff punts here or there and a drop here or there, and mm-hmm. like that's all people really remember with them. Yeah. So I think that was part of it. Uh, okay, Forty ers are on the clock at thirty one. They lost the Super Bowl. They're pretty upset. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just getting into John Lynch mindset. Didn't get in the Hall of Fame either. Yeah, it's bad week. Uh, Shanahan didn't listen to him to try to call that timeout before halftime. 
They're putting safeties in the Hall of Fame left and right. Can't get in. Yeah, Bronco safeties, too. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, box safeties, too. Fuck. Poor John. Um, but, actually, maybe this isn't the time to ask, but do you think uh, Lynch is a Hall of Famer? Um, I think he's very on the cusp. I think he's on the... For, I love John Lynch as... A player as... Especially uh, looking back on those Buccaneers. I love those Buccaneers teams. I liked him a lot as a Bronco, too. Me, too. So, I'm just I, a big John Lynch it, fan. So, like, I, you, I, I put him in, but... Yeah, I think so, too. I just think, obviously, Steve Atwer had to wait so stupid long, so I'm glad they got him in finally. And, like, yeah. Trey Paul Mullen was obviously a first battle first, guy. Yeah. Okay, I, I know it's pointless, but, like, is him being a good GM, like, help him a bit? I think it just keeps him in, in people's minds. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, like, not supposed to help, but, like, it, it will. will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm going to take... I think we saw Richard Sherman get cooked by Sammy Watkins. Oh, poor Richard. Um, I also think they, they have... Well, not... I don't think I know Richard Sherman, Quan Williams, and Akel Witherspoon are all free agents after the 2020 season. So, I think corner's a big need. They could also go safety. I think either way they're looking at that. So, I think you're looking at... If you love one of the one of the safeties still available, maybe you love Ashton Davis. But I think Jeff Gladney's the guy here. I think... The athletic upside, his ability, and, and man, his, his physicality. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's really physical. Like, watch him against Texas where he just battled with Colin Johnson. It's a lot of fun. And we get back-to-back TCU picks, so. <laughs> That's true. Fuck. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for them. No, I think corner corner or safety is the pick. And like you said, Sherman didn't look good in the Super Bowl, and he's obviously up there in age. Witherspoon has just not panned out very much. No. So just getting another corner is, is key for that team. Um, hey, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock, Rob. I am making the pick. I'm just happy right now. I'm trying to get into the, into the Chiefs mindset. So I don't really care about this pick. It could be anyone. Uh, <laughs> need uh, They got a lot of free agents. At, like their whole, their whole secondary is free agent, like at least the corners, which kind of hurts. Yeah, I, I think the way it played, like, they would definitely... They could also trade up for a corner, potentially. Yeah. Uh, it just sucks how it played because all the corners who you would kind of consider in the first round are gone. Exactly. Uh, so, I, I'm not taking corner. Uh, hey, Damian Williams should have been MVP, so why take a running back, Rob? I know. That's a... Uh, I, I wrote my three-round mock before the Super Bowl ended. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the time... Well, I guess I wrote it before it even started. I... I, I I was like, they they could take, like, I had them take a running back. And, like, not that I necessarily regret it, because I think injecting a running back with that type of talent would be really fun, especially if they can get uh, a pass-catching type running back. Um, but obviously, it's just not really a need. Because they can just kind of produce with anyone, which is any team, because running backs are irrelevant. And, yeah, exactly. And they're the last thing in the first round. So if they don't pick one, clearly no running back won the first round for us. And it's a good running back class. So if they want one later, they're going to get one. I just think the thing is that the NFL will always find a way to take running back in the first round. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe they trade back and uh, a team takes Swift here. But, uh, like, hey, hold on, you regret your uh, your mock pick. I don't actually regret it because I don't know, like, again, I had it, the corners were off the board. So do they we. You don't need a safety. Um, I, uh, I think, on like, like, they... They could consider offensive line potentially, maybe, but it's not like a massive, massive need, especially because they have money tied in Eric Fisher, and he might be the worst one. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and there's not necessarily a guy who you jump for right here on the I, line. I agree. I'm 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 considering like Cushionberry. But like Austin Reeves, like I think he's fine. Yeah, I like, guess. it's not like like uh, like maybe you play Cushionberry guard potentially. Yeah, because like, it's basically only Tardif, right? But uh, so I think that's something to consider. Um, it's always hard picking for the Super Bowl champions because Patrick Patrick Queen I think could be in play. I, agree. I mean their lack of athleticism at linebacker was pretty blatant. I agree. I think he's in play. I think like that. It's a really interesting spot. I think they're also a prime if if the corners aren't there, like a tree backhand it. Mm-hmm. Um, like whoever wants to jump in for that fifth year option. Yeah, no, for sure. Or like whoever wants to trade in for Jacob Easton. I was about to say that. Like, like ironically, but not ironically too. Uh, do we just do we just make sure we get a running back? No, I don't want to take a running back. No, do 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 what makes you happy. Thank you, Rob. I need to hear that today. Um, I'm going to take Patrick Queen because they do need that that athleticism, man. I think it's interesting. I think like, especially er- earlier, well, earlier, three quarters of the game, it was, like, pretty clear, like, Anthony Hitchens and um, Ragland couldn't, like, Juszczyk was beating Ragland. Yeah, well, uh, Jeff Wilson was open, place. just couldn't catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, also true. Um I think Queen's a really interesting option that I hadn't previously considered until I saw the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, like, like it felt like they had Kittle a lot, too. They just kind of get the ball to him. Yeah, I I mean, like, I, I had them in, in my three-round mock. I had them take Troy Dye in one of the rounds just because mm-hmm. I think they need that athleticism at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Now, Queen's not, like, Queen's really athletic. He's not great in coverage or anything, but you at least... N- think you can develop them there I, exactly. I think it's how you would attack it versus like the linebackers you have are not fast they're like raglan's like brendan spikes but not as nearly as good against the run and <laughs> Hit, hitchens is just a classic iowa linebacker yeah it, it's true they have dod baby but they don't play on much so yeah we uh, did it anyway we did it yeah and we f- i think we feel pretty good about it that was one of our least uh panic pick mocks i think rob Jeff's so obvious this year, AJ. It's so predictable. Why even watch come April 26th or whatever? I won't be. I'm just going to look at this sheet later on. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, everyone did a pretty good job. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarkezy13. Follow me at RapaulNFL. Um, go to the ledgesports.com uh, and you read my mock draft or. Uh, yeah. Hey, and if you like the Oscars, we're gonna do an Oscars guide, fo- football guys guide to the Oscars later in the week on this podcast. I'm sure we'll get like three listens. So, fuck. Why do you hate the Oscar pod so much? Because I don't. I would rather watch tape than movies. Goodbye.